welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast. Jazz, just the way we like it, is recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs from the 1950s all the way to present time. Songs I listened to as a young man, and here I am, playing them again, listening again, and playing them for your pleasure. Well, I'm in the studio with my co-host, Larry Williams. Hey, Larry, how you doing, brother? All right, how you doing, Al? How's it going? Can't complain. Good, good, good to hear that, man. Yeah, good to be here, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. Today is going to be an interesting uh, podcast. We're going to talk a little politics, and the music is going to be in a mellow mood. The politics will not be. <laughs> uh, how has how your week been going? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I did my computer class yesterday and uh, uh, hung, out, hung out with some friends last night and, and had something I'd never had in my life before, which was an elk burger. And elk, oh elk! Yeah, it was good, man. It was, it was. It's a different. It has a different taste. Uh, the texture is about the same, but it was good. It was really good. It can was different. Can, I wanted to try something different, and I did. Well, you definitely did. Can you compare it to anything that you've eaten before? The only thing I, I was thinking about the way that they had cooked it. It reminded me of my mother's meatloaf. It had a similar taste and a similar texture. Um. But that's the closest thing I could come, and that's you know that's a beef, beefy type of taste. But uh, that was the closest thing I could come to to it. Oh wow! Yeah. Elk burger. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a beer burger pr- product. Uh, I don't know. They have a couple yeah. stores in the city. When I was in France, one of my trips in France, I had bison. Yeah, yeah, they have bison on the menu as well. That was one of the things. Yeah. I, I tried bison uh, some time ago. Yeah, interesting how. Uh, uh, different places around the world eat different things. I, I've eaten snake. Oh, that's something I have not eaten. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten frogs. Yeah, I had frog. Yeah, yeah. I uh, when I was in China, <clears throat> uh, we went to a very nice restaurant, and uh, I had pigeon. Wow. They they grow s- certain pigeons for consumption. Yeah. And so these are not just street pigeons. Yeah. Uh, and man. That was very a tender? damn put you. Good, damn good pigeon, man. Yeah, yeah, it must have been very tender. It was, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. I don't look at pigeons the same, same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. <clears throat> but um, it's interesting how the food develops in different parts of the world uh, based on the environment and what's available and they use what's there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, well. I'm glad you enjoyed your elk. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we always start the podcast off with a song that somehow speaks to issues of social justice. Here's an old piece. You guys may remember this guy. Very popular in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mr. Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls. Do you know he produced over 60 albums? Yeah, 60 albums, and he sold over 40 million records. 
around the world. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's a song that, you know, you don't hear much, but uh, I like. It's called My Ancestors, Lou Rawls, our social justice song. My ancestors were kings of old. They This one before Larry? I don't remember this one, but it's it's you know it's distinctively Lee Rawls, man. His voice is just kind of unique. You know, every time when you whenever I hear it, I know it's him. And uh, he, he always comes up with something that's that's really good. Something I mean, socially yeah. relevant. Shante, hey, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you saw the sneak up on us. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's everything? How's everybody today? Everybody's fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Have you listened to Lou Rawls before? I have. Um, mm-hmm. I think I could remember my father playing him, okay. playing him, because I told you he had an extensive record collection. And I, I've heard Lou Rawls. Yeah. Do you still have those records? I do. You know, I have a gold mine. Yes, wow. they're yes, worth, you do. worth yeah. 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 He he had um I have like the old Earth Wind and Fire, Ohio yeah. Players, um yeah. 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 Ashford and Simpson. Oh, the original albums. The original worth, albums. Yeah. yeah, they're worth money. With the jackets and everything. Yeah. Wow. Parliament. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. The song theme song that we start the sh- the podcast with is Miles Davis So What? And if you have that kind of blue album, Depending on the condition, you can get up to a thousand dollars just on that one album. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, hey. Good to keep those albums. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How'd you like that song though? I, I liked it. The the end part that I came in on. Um what's yeah. the name of it again? My Ancestors. My Ancestors. Lou and what Rose. year was that? Oh, I don't know the exact year, okay. but it was in the sixties. In the sixties. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh well, this this podcast is uh, about mellow moods, so we're gonna just play some mellow mellow music. You know, we kind of kicked it up last time with Fowl, <laughs> so you know we're bringing down a notch or two with some mellow mood. But before we we start, <coughs> we have an election coming up. Don't seem like people are talking about it much. Do you find that to be true or excited about it, even though the stakes are pretty high? Well, I, I think it's part because, like, we're in New York City, and New York City, you know, they pretty much vote the same all Democrat. the time. They so uh, that may be the reason why they, yeah. you know, as a New Yorker, you may not be talking about it. But I personally feel that the Republicans are going to get this, going to get this thing. What do you mean by get this thing? They're going to get the majority of Congress. Uh, in the House as well as in, in the uh, the Senate. The Senate. Uh, so they're going to either uh, stall a lot of uh, stuff that Joe has on on the way, because the Democrats are too. Uh, what's the word? Liberal. Um, not liberal. They just they don't act as yeah. a unit and and precision, which is what you need to do in order to get things done. You well, can't be. Squabbling yeah. over crap, you know. You, you gotta let small stuff set aside and deal with what you need to deal with. Well, if we Other, get otherwise, the other the other guy is yeah. gonna just take over. If we get a split Congress, nothing's gonna get done. That's always the case. You yeah, have, you know, one if if even if they get both houses, uh, which I doubt. I think they'll get the House of Representatives. It may be kind of close. I don't think they're gonna take the Senate. You don't think so? No. You don't it, think that uh, uh, Georgia's not up for, up for grabs? Georgia is no. Herschel Walker will not beat him. Yeah. You Herschel don't think Walker's so? Herschel not going to win. No. no. Unless it's unless they rob yeah. <laughs> at, like they usually do. No. <laughs> unless they cheat Herschel Walker. Yeah. I, no. I, I don't. I don't think that he should win, but I, 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 I think that the people of Georgia— May go that way because well, of uh, you got to remember that the population of Georgia is shifting. Yeah. It's no longer predominantly just white. Right. Yeah, but um, but the shift is not to the point. I think it's like thirty seventy. 
Well, it was Schiff was big enough to get a Democrat elected. That's, that's, that's true, right. Too. The first Schiff time in how enough, long? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's almost true. to get Abrams. Yeah. she almost got to be governor. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. definitely the Schiff is is there. Yeah, I think the question is voter turnout. Voter turnout, people. yeah, and and how they've been shifting the you know the lines of the, um, yeah, yeah. the voting, uh, yeah, the polls, yeah. and you know how they have Playing been. On your yeah. Spins, yeah. So I I think if if we if the Democrats come out and show up, then he doesn't have a chance. But yeah. you have to get out there. And what you mm-hmm. were saying about New York, when you go through the South, it's every commercial because I was just yeah. in Alabama not too long ago. So every when you watch TV, you see all the signs, you see all the mm-hmm. the propaganda videos, but you don't really see those too much in New York. No. But no. once you leave New York, that's all that you see, and you yeah. see everybody has the signs of who they want. But I really don't think Herschel Walker will win. No, no, no. The, the blacks in the South are Democrats. They're not. Going, yeah. They're not just not going Republican. Right. They're going to do it. So I, I would be extremely shocked. If, if Walker gets in, well, I just th- I just think that the majority are whites and the majority are, are probably Republicans unless they're yeah, well, unless true. they're unless they're that's that's a, true a certain amount of independence there, and then they they yeah. the independents well. usually think you know for themselves instead of like the herd, which is what I think Republicans think like they well, follow but, the herd. You know, there's a number of key states, man. You got Dr. Oz, who's an idiot in Pennsylvania. He's another one that's out there. You got these folks in Arizona running for the, Mm -hmm. you know, denying the the The, the body as president. You have some, you know, extreme political views, but that's not the majority. That's not the majority across the country. Republicans know if all the Democrats always come out to vote, they'll never get elected. So what do they got to do? They got to scheme. Yeah. They got to find ways of preventing people from coming out. The numbers are no longer in their favor. Right. And they have to change the, the districts yeah. and, you do know, everything. put all these other type of laws. Gerrymandering. With the, yeah. Gerrymandering. That's yeah. what they have to do to win and cheat. Yeah. Um, that's, what they're, that's what they're doing. But just I mean, they started that in 2020. That's when they, they started yeah. soon after the election was done. Man. Right away, they were starting to put. Yeah, that's put when they started. Put, yeah, starting putting things because they're getting place. ready for the next, next election, election. Yeah, for right. the next yeah. major yeah. election. Because you've seen uh, uh, the last uh, two years ago, nobody would have said Georgia would go Democrat. Ever. Oh no, no, yeah. ever. But Georgia has num- been stark yeah. Republican. Yeah. you were down in Alabama. Tell me about that. <laughs> and you came back with two legs and two arms. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and you would be surprised. I have one crazy story. Um, I was in a town called Warrior, Alabama. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was started by a Native American. Really? Okay. Yeah, back in 1889. So there's a lot of history oh, there. Wow. Right. But you still see see the division. Um, I, I saw what a poplar tree looks like. Ah, Remember from the song? song. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. Because my friend, her her mom, they live on Poplar Street. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, this is the name of the tree from, you know, from the song. Forbidden Fruit. Forbidden Fruit. Yeah. And then I looked up what a poplar tree looks like, and I actually saw the poplar trees. And the, the whole street 
not really a street, but the whole road, road is filled yeah, up yeah. with poplar trees. And I was just like, wow, now I know what it looks like. So that wow. was kind of, um, I was, it was cool. like an aha, aha moment. I hear you. I for hear me. you. And um, then you, you picture the song, and then yeah, now yeah, this yeah, is all across yeah. Alabama. So mm. these trees must be really popular throughout Alabama. Um, but mm. we went to a uh, shooting range, right? And <laughs> this is in Alabama now. Yeah, you got a lot of nerve. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't support gun violence. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. But the crazy part is that we went, first of all, there was a Confederate flag in there. Uh, and this is in Birmingham. Yeah. This is yeah. war. So war is not a major city, but Birmingham, it of is. course, it is. Um, yeah. I did get to see the 16th Street Baptist Church. Oh, wow. Um, so that was that was good. I wanted to go inside, but we didn't have time. Um, but inside the shooting range, and, and the people were really nice. You know, that's one thing you could say they're cordial. <laughs> so you don't feel any, you know, yeah. overt Inver- racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, in the shooting range, we saw like a small Confederate flag somewhere off to the side. But then when you get into the main where you go to buy your, you know, get your bullets and your guns and everything, there's a picture. There's three, and you could buy your target. I don't know if you've ever been to a gun range. Yeah, I have. But you could buy your target and what it looks like. And specifically, they had one target who, that looks like a black man. And I'm not lying. <laughs> like, he had an afro. He had big hands. And you could clearly tell oh, it was yeah. a black man. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, am I the only one who's seeing this? <laughs> they, like, they knew. They of knew. course they knew. <laughs> yeah. well, and so we heard later that the character was from The Walking Dead. But I don't care where the character's from. He looked black. Yeah. I don't even watch The Walking Dead. So I if do. you don't watch The Walking Dead, you, you won't know, know. Yeah, who you this know. character is. Yeah. So they had one... This was one character. The other character was somebody in a gas mask. but And then there, there was, like, just regular targets. But as far as facial yeah, features, yeah. this subliminally yeah, is a black messages. man. Yes, yes. So you're picking out this target mm-hmm. of a black And he has his hands, like, stretched out to look, like, really, I guess, menacing. scary, menacing. And yeah. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. If it, if, it, if it was uh, the, the Walking Dead, that that that's typical. The Walking Dead, they walk mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a zombie right. type of thing, uh, apocalyptic, you know, society. Um, so that could be that it was one of the characters. But the the skin of the Walking Dead. But why Dead, him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the sure there's a plenty characters on the Walking that's, Dead. That's not that's a bad one. They know. They know exactly. Yeah, what but the skin doing. is. You can't tell the skin. You can't. Yeah, really, but mean, from from the like the hair. The hair looks yeah. like an oh, afro. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you you, you mentally fill it in. You f- yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need all the details. Right. It's, it's, and know, for me, the order. That's yeah, the first thing I. Yeah, first thing I saw when I looked at it. Now the same thing that what they saw when they looked at it. Exactly. And this is the character we decide. Because then I looked it up because we were with some younger people. People and they were like, oh, well, that's the Walking Dead guy. I'm like, okay, so why him? Why this particular yeah. facial did they, did they features? Give, did they give the name of the character? I forgot. Yeah. But then there's other Walking Dead characters that they could have chosen. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the, in the middle of, you know, a very white yeah. town. Yeah. And yeah. this, if I don't think black people go there on a regular, this particular gun range. Yeah. And that's what's in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
even it's if Alabama. they didn't, if even if they didn't do it consciously, it's, it's, it's unconscious racism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's still there though. The right. symbols yeah. are there. Yes, yeah. the symbols are there. Yeah. Were you comfortable in Alabama? Did you feel tense? Did you feel any time unease? I felt the energy. Um, I can't really ex- explain it. I didn't feel like I said, the, the, the people that I came in, counter, in contact with, the um, the white folks, they were cordial. Hi, how you doing? You know. Yeah. Uh, southern, southern hospitality. Right, that Southern hospitality. And then another time we were in a diner and um, this white woman started to talk to me. And then, you know, I, she was nice. She was just telling me about her problems. And I guess they automatically know you're not from there. So as soon as you walk into a place that's a little small restaurant, everybody knows you're not from there. I right. guess by the way you talk, the way you dress. Right. So she already knew that I wasn't from there. But then I told her, I said, well, I was planning on going to the lynching museum. <laughs> so her face turned red. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I want to check that out one day. <laughs> but that was like really funny. But I did. I felt an energy. And yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But you can feel something. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you can. Even when people look at you, you can feel it. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I can't put a word to it. Mm-hmm. But I've been a, a lot of places in the South and my family's from the South. But Alabama's different. It's just something yeah. mm-hmm. about Alabama. I think Alabama and Mississippi, those are yeah. two places I do not like to visit. I would not like to visit. And then they talk about the sundown towns, which. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. And they're still like, this places you still cannot drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? After the sundown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those, those, those things are still alive and kicking. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you made it back. <laughs> <laughs> and, Me uh, too, Alfonso. <laughs> I'm glad you went to Miss, uh, Alabama because I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I have no intentions uh, going to Alabama, Mississippi, or even crossing the Mason Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can I tell you? <laughs> Let's get into some music. We'll get back to the conversation, man. We know we're in a mellow mood. And here's a piece, an old piece, man. You know this song is Stardust. And uh, John Coltrane playing uh, Stardust. So sit back and enjoy this and mellow out. Mm-hmm. 
That's uh, John Coltrane's version of the classic song, Stardust, with uh, John Coltrane on sax, Wilbur Harding on trumpet, Red Garling on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobbs on drums. That's mellow. Wow, that was real mellow. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. I know, that was a very mellow song, man. That's a jazz classic, Stardust. I think that was recorded in 1958. We're just playing mellow songs, sort of put you in that quiet, meditative mood. Yeah, I, ju- I wrote that down because I plan to play that song when I get home. <laughs> 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 just like Alice. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. We're going to do a whole show on Alice just for you, Shantae. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I love that. I love her. I'm a new fan. There you go. Talking about fans, man, this lady here, uh, she used to be called the queen before Aretha was the queen, and that's Dinah Washington. And, man, she can sing. And uh, one of her best-known songs with Dinah, she she had many of hits, is uh, This Bit of Earth. So uh, sit back and enjoy this. Bitter earth Well What the fruit It bears What good is love mm, That no one shares Dust ooh, that hides the glow of a rose. But what good am I? Heaven only knows. Two 
Washington, this bit of earth. Her voice is so clear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I like the engineering on that, on, on that record. That uh, I could hear her voice here. Yeah. And, and the violins and everything over here. So, I mean, it was like right here, left here. It was beautiful. I, I, I don't know if that people mix music the way that they did back then where you could. The separation was so beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it was something that I used to like to, you know, be in front of the speakers yeah. and trying to get that. Yeah. You know, if if you watch the movie on uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, either the one with uh, there was two two version ones that's streaming, and then both of them, it, it, you know, they talk about her father, Reverend Franklin, who was a close friend of Dinah Washington, mm-hmm. and Dinah Washington co- used to come to the house all the time. Wow. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And then uh, Aretha sings this song. I was going to play that version, but I decided, you know, give credit to the original. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I like Dinah Washington. She's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was very popular. She yeah. did she have her own show? Was it her that had her yeah, own show? Yeah, she was on television. Yeah, she had her own show. Yeah. You know. Her and uh, King Cole were one of the first two. Yeah, Afro Americans who, yeah, who had their own TV show. Oh wow! Yeah, and that yeah. was back in the fifties, I think. The early sixties. Yeah, think. yeah, early sixties, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good piece of history. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a always history to music. You know, mm-hmm. the music reflects the times, and the yes. times reflect the music. I don't know what comes first. You know, but yeah. there's that relationship between what goes on and the music that, that, that uh, people listen to. You know, you go to some cultures, uh, the music has been the same for hundreds of years. Yep. It's the same, traditional. One thing about the American experience is that it's always changing. Maybe it's because we're always taking in new immigrants and new stuff added right. to the pot. But the music that we listen to may not be the music that our parents listen to. And, uh, you know, these young people, it may be hard for them to imagine that their music one day will be considered old stuff. And yeah. uh, their children won't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's Dinah Washington. That was a classic, folks. Um, Let's get back to a little jazz, and this is you can't you can't play mellow music without without playing him. There's no way, Miles Davis, uh, and this is an old piece by Miles. I just like the title. Someday my prince will come, mm. <laughs> you know, Miles Davis. So 
sit back and enjoy Miles. Someday my prince will come.
That was Miles Davis, Someday My Prince Will Come, recorded in, I think, 1958. Uh, I think it was released in 1961 with Miles Davis on trumpet, John Coltrane, Hank Mobley on sax, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobbs on drums. That's a beautiful record. The interesting thing about this is that he put a picture of his wife on the cover. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, I think he dedicated this album to her. Yeah. Uh, there's an interesting uh, uh, movie on one of the streaming channels. I'm, I'm, it may be uh, Hulu or Netflix, one of them, that has the story of Miles Davis. Yeah, on yeah. It. I, I, I saw it. Um, it was, uh, I forgot who played it. Was, um, Don Cheney. The, yeah, the, yeah, Cheeto. Yeah, Chino. Yeah, that was good. That was a good yeah, one. That yeah, was good he was one. an interesting. It showed prodigy. this. This guy was a prodigy. He was performing professionally at seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, he was out there, and he was considered, you know, in in his area, a a musical genius. You know what he can do and play with that trumpet. And the interesting thing about Miles Davis is that he evolved. His music evolved, it changed with the times. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I remember seeing him at the gate. Um, uh, I, I think it was Joe Zabinu was with him at the time. Yeah, was, that was his last yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. and uh, man, it, he was something else. I mean, he'd yeah. <laughs> walk off the stage, I guess, and do whatever yeah. he was doing, and then come back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he was. A, he had a personality, yeah, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, he did. Yeah, definitely had a, a personality. Uh, I just recently uh, was reading an article um, on the uh, online, and it was talking about uh, middle school and the admission test. And I didn't realize that you kids take a test after elementary school to go to certain middle schools. And and depending on your test score, but that was the, the main criteria used, will determine what middle school you go to. And they're just like the specialized high schools, you know, they have mm -hmm. those that's very good and those that's not so good. But I didn't realize they were testing kids at the end of the fifth grade and placing them at such an early age. Now, here's the thing. When the pandemic came, the Board of Ed stopped it. They weren't testing kids for middle school. Well, to some extent, the pandemic is over, and they are having issues if they should go back to test kids. Should it be based on some uh, merit system, based on uh, test scores, or should they use some other system? You know, some communities are, are upset because they want to keep the tests and, and and have schools that, that that cater to the more motivated children, but that puts all the less motivated children in one place. You know? What do you think about that? You think they should go back to testing in the fifth grade? Like what the hell can we determine in the fifth grade about where you're gonna be at thirty? Yeah, I don't I, I don't see the the only thing I can see uh, why they would want to do that is once again it's about separation or segregation uh, that they can't do legally and one way to do it is through 
uh, through uh, scores. Uh, you want to keep a certain uh, uh, class of people. And I mean, class is not the word. No, uh, you got it right. Uh, and certain schools, and you want to keep another class of people in another school. You got it right. So that's one way to do it. And that's the you know, and it's legal. And you know, uh, yeah. you know, they 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 can stand from a moral point of view that this is what they're trying to do. Right. You know. So I don't know. Well, we we know the results. New York City has the most segregated school system in the country. Do you, can you believe that? You go down to Alabama and you got mixed more mixed schools than you do in New York City. Yeah. You go in Bed Stuy, or you go in certain communities. You know, it's all one group. Yeah. You go in Astoria or some other community, it's all another group. And that's because New York City is the most segregated city <laughs> in the world, in the country. New York is the only place where you can go a certain neighborhood and you will see all black or all white. Let us go try to buy a home in Bensonhurst or Howard Beach. I don't think that'll go well. Then you go to places (laughs) like Brownsville where all the projects are, Van Dyke, Langston Hughes, and you see that demographic. But then when you go to other states, even Texas, you see blacks and whites living in the same community. You see them in the same schools. It's more income based. But New York City is extremely segregated. And that would yeah. give rise to why the schools are that way. Yeah. I yeah. have a nephew in middle school, but I have to check with my sister to see if he had to test. But um, I know some educators, and they were saying during the pandemic, the students are like two grades behind. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the math scores, the reading scores fell at least two grades behind. And, and here's the thing. If you were two grades behind before. Right. Yeah, down your four, yeah. So what's yeah. going to happen in the next four years when we these children get ready to go to, right, we, we we're losing a generation. a generation. My sister teaches high school, uh, my, my youngest sister in, in Newburgh, and uh, she, she, uh, she says those, so many kids are so far behind. Yeah. For literally three years, they did very little. And uh, she says they're not going to catch up. No, they're not going to catch up because those are those years, especially um, fifth grade. You're, you know, children oh. are like a sponge. Yeah. And imagine losing two years. And, and the, yeah, you had I had someone who who said that they uh, and then the, the access as well. Yeah. So everybody didn't have laptops. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. didn't have high band internet. That's so what happened when you know yeah. when that happened? The communities wasn't equally wired. You're right. Right. Yeah, it wasn't a fair playing field. No, not at all. And, you know, uh, is it by design? Who knows, (laughs) right? Like, so after all of this is over and we look back, those students are not going to be at grade level. No, they're And like you said, if they weren't at grade level when the pandemic hit, now it's going to be sad. Yeah. I I taught in community college for, I don't know, 30 years, 30-something years. And uh, I've seen students who have high school diplomas, men who barely can read the material, mm-hmm. more or less understand it. Uh, they just weren't prepared. Yeah, they yeah. were. This is in community college. They wow. weren't prepared. They came out of high school, and uh, they had all these inspirations about going to college and doing this, and the intentions were there, but they were unprepared and didn't realize what it takes to get through. 
you know. And if that was then, mm-hmm. I could imagine what it's going to be now, you know. And they, I look at it like it's a lost generation because nobody gives a damn. Yes. And, and there's no place for them in the job market anyway. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And then so, um, you got to look at their, their parents because a lot of their parents are extremely young. So these young parents now have these yeah. young children. And oh, yeah. I hear about how the parents come into the schools and oh, just yeah. raise hell, raise sand, curse the teachers out. Oh, they do. And, yeah. you know, behave crazy. And the, the children are watching. Right. And yeah. so what's, yeah. what's happening to this There's young group of children? Yeah. Yeah. And look at the example of, of their parents. Yeah, yeah. My, my brother was a, a, a dean in, in Bed-Stuy, Bobby. Yeah. And uh, he's telling me wild stories. Yeah. Wild stories, man. And you know, I said, whoa. Uh, and you know it was it's so foreign from when I went to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when pattern. I went to school. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It yeah. was so foreign. Uh, it's 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 sad. You know, Andrew Young when he ran for for mayor, he had that guaranteed income, and he was saying there's going to be a portion of the of the population. There's going to be no place for them to work. So you're either going to have them committing crime to support themselves or we have a guaranteed income and people can live. It just makes sense. And I'm not saying we should just give up on people, but yeah, that was the the Asian guy did that yeah. had that same idea. That, that's his who name. I'm talking about, Andrew Young. Oh yeah, oh oh, oh. yeah. When yeah. I heard oh, Andrew Yang, Young, Yang, Yang, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah, I, I was heard thinking Young. Andrew Young yeah, when you said oh, yeah. Andrew Young. <laughs> I got my Young mixed up with I my said, Yang. Wow, he was really. <laughs> I was thinking Andrew Young was really yeah, progressive back there. Yeah, Andrew Yang. I had the Andrew right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, Andrew Young is with Jimmy Carr. Not yeah. Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Oh, or was it? Uh, no, he was with Martin Luther King. Yeah, but he. I mean, but he had he had a good relationship with Bill Bill yeah. Bill Clinton. Yeah. He became yeah. the first mayor of Atlanta, I think. Or second oh, okay. Mayor. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Here's a song that I like because I like the words from this and uh, Nina Simone, and uh, it's a piece called "You Can Have Them." So sit back and enjoy. I thought you said mellow. (laughs) (laughs) This is mellow. (laughs) I don't want him. You can have him. He's not worth fighting for. Besides, there's plenty more where he came from. (laughs) I don't want him. You can have him. I'm giving him the sack. And he can go right back where he came from. I'm afraid I never loved him Sweetie, he'd be better off with you I could never make him happy All I ever 
in his underwear and done his socks. Fetch his slippers and remove his shoes. Wipe his glasses when he's red. Rub his forehead with a gentle touch Mornings after when he's had a little too much Kiss him gently when he cuddles near And give him soundly slept Then I'd raid the icebox where the food is kept I'd fix a breakfast that would please him most Eggs and coffee some apricot juice and some buttered toast Sings that like Nina. <laughs> Nobody. I like that song. Uh, 
needed some loan, uh, you can have them. Yeah, that was a good one. That can be relatable right now, today, in 2022. I know it can. I don't want if you could have them. It ain't worth it. I know, but these two things are going on. She's doing everything for them, thinking she don't want them. Yeah. Oh, man. How'd you like that one, man? That was really good. That was really good. I I, I love Lena anyway, so. Yeah, Yeah, Nina Simone's one of my favorites. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Her voice is just unmatched yeah so it, unique it is when she's singing something you know it's yeah her. yeah yeah she can take a song that other people sing and sing it nina's way man. yeah yeah and it comes across whoa you yeah, know yeah that's for sure yeah well we're gonna play one more mellow mood song for you as soon as i can find it uh and larry this is mellow this <laughs> shante this is very very mellow this is Chet Baker. Okay. My funny Valentine. Thank you. 
Recorded in 1987 in Tokyo, that is mellow and yeah. sweet. Yeah, I was really, really. I like that. That was yeah. really good. I didn't, I, you know, I think maybe that's like the first time I really heard Chet Baker. Yeah, he's really, he's got really good uh, uh, skills in terms of, of uh, playing that uh, trump. Oh uh, yeah, trumpet. yeah, he can play, bro. That yeah. brother can play. Yeah, and then he got a little scat in him too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, man, he can. Uh, he can he can uh, he 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 can do his thing, no yeah. doubt about it, man. Yeah. Well, this was mellow move, man. How'd you like this uh, episode, Shantae? Oh, I loved it. I wrote down some songs that I plan to play every time I come here. I learn something new, so that's uh, great. Yeah, but you also teach us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's a good mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we got to talk a little bit more about Alabama. Your folks are from there, right? No, my folks are from South Carolina, a little town called Ridgeland outside of Yamasee. And oh. my father is, his family's from Tallahassee. Oh. So, yeah. uh, and my grandfather was from Kentucky. On okay, my don't, don't, don't give too much away because okay. maybe the next episode we all take about 15 minutes to 10 minutes and give a little family background thing yeah how you think about that larry that's cool i'm cool yeah. i'm good with it yeah i went to ancestry.com so i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've, been, I've been there a couple a few years ago yeah <laughs> I to, i'll just have to reach uh, go back yeah, and try so to maybe, maybe we put that little uh in there next time yeah I, I'm, I'm you know i'm still working on my doc I know, shameless so plug yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, my family tree that's that's rich Rich history, all yeah, the way back well, to slavery. Yeah, we want to hear all that from you because you got you can she can trace it. Yeah, I, I, I can go back to 1839. I can go back to the 1700s. Oh my god! I went back to <laughs> 1796. Uh, okay, wow. well let's let's don't go no further, <laughs> folks. Yeah, because uh, we're gonna do this next time. Okay. Yeah. yeah looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, that's uh, uh something to uh, add to a little bit of uh, history and and ancestry. Well, folks, this has been a great podcast. I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, I really enjoyed 
you know, uh, having folks here and the contribution and playing the music. Pretty baby, you uh, are the soul. So thanks for being here. Thanks, 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 thanks for, having, for having us. Yeah, exactly. love it. Thank you. And everybody out there, thanks for listening. And as always, until the next time, peace and love. music all around me, crazy music, music that keeps calling me so very close to you, turns me your slave. Come and do with me any little thing you want to, anything, baby, just let me get next to you. Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you Baby, come here, don't have no fear Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love So tell me why, stop to think about this weather, my dear this little dream might fade away There I go a-talking out of my head again Oh baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and breathe Ooh, when we are one I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid If there's a cloud up above us Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh my baby, won't you please let me love you And give me relief from this awful misery What is all this talk about loving me, my sweet?